Today, Kevin McCarthy drops the I word, but does he mean it? Julie Kelly unearths more January 6 footage proving the Fed's narrative was bogus all along, and LeBron James' basketball star son suffers a cardiac event, but I'm sure nobody knows what that's about. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and a glimmer of hope has emerged that Republicans in Congress may actually move to do something about the corrupt dementia patient currently residing in the White House. Last night, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy told Sean Hannity that the House is looking at an impeachment inquiry regarding Biden's foreign bribery schemes. Watch. We've only followed where the information has taken us, but... Hannity's is rising to the level of impeachment inquiry, which provides Congress the strongest power to get the rest of the knowledge and information needed. Because this president has also used something we have not seen since Richard Nixon, used the weaponization of government to benefit his family and deny Congress the ability to have the oversight. Now. Remember, this comes after Senator Chuck Grassley just recently released an FBI form detailing the allegations, which comes after multiple federal whistleblowers have come forward, which comes after, of course, all the revelations found within Hunter Biden's infamous laptop. But despite the mountains of evidence piling up against Biden, White House spokesman Ian Sims claimed last night, instead of focusing on the real issues Americans want us to address, like continuing to lower inflation or create jobs, this is what the House GOP wants to prioritize. Their eagerness to go after Biden, regardless of the truth, is seemingly bottomless. Actually, what's bottomless is how low the Democrats will stoop to continue covering for a man who has made millions of dollars selling out the American public. You know, there used to be a time when Americans could agree on objectively bad things, when we could agree that there is right and there is wrong, there is truth and there are lies, and that objectively speaking, Democrat or Republican, if a man is profiting off of his position as vice president in the way that we know he was, he should be thrown out of office immediately. And yet the same people who tried to convince you for four years that Donald Trump colluded with a foreign country, which never actually happened, are the same people who now apparently think corruption at the highest levels of office is perfectly acceptable. Huh. It's almost like they have no morals or value set at all. Like I said, bottomless. Here to discuss this and more, we have Chad Prather, host of The Chad Prather Show, and also Yaku Bullions, Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line. My question is... Does Kevin McCarthy actually have the balls to do this? Because I'm not convinced that he does. But he did drop the I word, which I think is progress, right? Yeah. Uh, and no, he doesn't yeah, <laughs> have right. the balls to do it, to use your phrase. Uh, la, 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 la. You know, I mean, go back to, to the tweet there that uh, he put out there. At some point in time, we've got to stop putting the, the whole purse strings as the priority of Americans. Again, everything's about finances and economy and all these kind of things. At some point in time, we've got to get to integrity. Now, we know that there's no integrity in Washington, D.C. 
we know that absolute power corrupts absolutely. We're seeing this played out in front of us, but yet we want to keep sweeping it under the rug. This is why Congress exists. I mean, the whole idea of checks and balances and making sure that the other branches of the federal government stay in check. And by some means, we we this is this is how our founding fathers established this thing, because they knew that power was going to corrupt. They knew that if America ceases to be good, then America ceases to be great. And so when when goodness is gone, you have to have checks and balances to call these things into question. Mm-hmm. So they would have no problem if this were Donald Trump, who was in office in Congress. They had no problem whenever they impeached him twice. Right. They had no problem. So Ian Sams was absolutely quiet on this topic. He didn't have anything to say about creating jobs or the economy or lower inflation or anything else. They were willing to go, and they're still going after Trump with a seemingly bottomless endeavor. So, you know, this is why Congress exists. Will they do anything? Unfortunately, I don't think they will because their track record proves that they're all taught. Yep. And yeah. to that point, I want you, I, we can't now in, in control, I'm not asking you to do anything, but if you were to juxtapose, if you were to put Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, okay, Nadler, right. that three, mm-hmm. up on a side-by-side video and them talking about how they're going to impeach Trump, mm-hmm. The vigor, the gusto, Mm -hmm. the veracity Mm -hmm. that they were going after him. And then you play Kevin McCarthy, pussyfooting, walking on eggshells. Well, no, this look at his demeanor, what he just did. It's so cautious. It's so careful. No, he doesn't have the balls to do it. He's hoping that Congress would get behind him and it would take them a generation Maybe before the next election, they could muster up enough confidence because the way he just spoke to Hannity was like he was trying to convince America. Now we have there is evidence mounting up, buddy. We're so far past mounting up (laughs) evidence. Okay, you are now the coward with these tail. But I don't have time for Kevin McCarthy, to be honest with you. Why do we always take the the worst of the worst option and put him up there and go, oh, will you lead us, please? Mm. This guy shouldn't lead a flag football team. Right in Galveston on, on the beach. OK, this guy, this is not how you do it. This is not how they play. I have a son. When you have a son and it's ball time, it's like, now, listen, son, they come in to smash you in the mouth. Yeah. So smash. Yeah. Dominate. Set the tone. No, we don't play that way. Kevin McCarthy is trying to convince Sean Hannity that evidence is mounting up. Mm. We're going to get there. Mm-hmm. And oh, I set the impeachment work. What a victory. Right. It's just all talk. I, I, but okay, okay, let me play devil's advocate for a second. I feel like at a certain point, there's going to be so much that they've uncovered that it's like, all right, I mean, we have to do something. Now, I'm not saying he wants to because I don't believe that he wants any of this um, because he is ballless. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying at a certain point, I mean, it's every day we get a new revelation. Um, Devin Archer is supposed to testify uh, next week. And so it's like, at what point do they have no choice in the matter? I think that what they're wanting to do is eventually the Democrats take care of it for them. That's because exactly I think that, I think that what's happening is they know that Biden can't run in 24. Right. He won't run. They won't run him. I mean, it's a complete joke if they do that. They know that Kamala Harris, she would never win in a general election. So they've got to deal with this administration. They created this puppet nightmare, but now they do have to deal with it. And so I think they're hoping that they put enough stuff out there, they don't have to go through the impeachment process and the Republicans look like the big bad meanies again, which is what the media is going to paint them as. 
uh, and then the, the Democrats just take out their own trash. Mm. But Chad, the worst thing you can do is to go into a fight half-heartedly. Oh, I you agree. Gotta, and that's, and, if they, so yeah. if they, your point, if they step into this and they, they have, because we don't have the Senate, so we know where that goes. Yeah. Do you remember Ivanka Trump had to literally pull a clothing yes. line out of a yes. department store yes. Right. Yes. She, because her father was the president of yes. the United States. Donald Trump Jr., and I know Donnie, couldn't touch the Trump organization. Eric Trump had to run it. Eric couldn't step into the administration. They remember, made. Remember when Kellyanne Conway yeah. got in trouble for saying you should go shop at Ivanka's? Exactly. Oh, couldn't sell right. clothing. Right, right. Okay? Yep. We're dealing with cocaine in the White House here, man. Heck yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean come on, man. Well, I, I want to I I just make one, because I feel like a lot of people would say, well, you're talking about having standards in the White House, and you guys voted for a man who had multiple affairs and said that he was going to grab women by the P word and all of these things. And while I agree that those are not, like, that's not great. I would never defend Trump for any never, of that. Never. I've never defended him for what he's done in his personal life. But I do understand the distinction that, like, operating as a public figure, holding public office and using that office for corrupt means to benefit your family is much different than what you did in your personal life before you became elected. Yeah. Like that's, those are just two completely different levels. But look at how they punt when Nancy Pelosi has asked, listen, um, isn't it insider trading right. when you have intel on a stock that's going to rise and all of a sudden your husband pumps and dumps and buys stock right. and does things and then it's just like pivot. Right. Next question. Right. Right. Next question. <clears throat> right. It's like what Donald what Donald Trump does in his spare time does not affect me at all. By all intents and purposes, the evidence that is there is that Joe Biden, while he was vice president of the United States, set his son up as a shell company in order to run money through him. And they peddled influence and they for him to in a campaign's speech or whatever in 2019 say I never had any associations with my my son's business associates that was we knew that was a lie then I mean that's just practically untrue I mean there's no way anybody's going to believe that uh, and now it's coming back I mean the evidence is there it, it, people keep saying you don't have any evidence well what evidence will you take huh. at this point right that's right I right. mean whatever I mean you get you guys it's like it's like the progressive reries out there they they love to spout this stuff off you don't have any evidence well we do. There's mountains of it right here. It's evidence. More than they had. <laughs> yeah. Way more. I mean, I mean, you guys impeached Trump over a phone call with with Zelensky. Uh, my gosh, what we're seeing emerge here is basically uh, again when when more and more sources are coming out and you're seeing this patterned trend of how Biden behaved when he was vice president and the things that they did. And then you look at the, I mean, come on, 10% for the big guy. What evidence do you, right. will you take at this point? Right, right. Chad, it's all there. That's a great point. Chad, you know, the FBI as an organization, the leadership completely corrupt, but there are some tactics inside the FBI that work and inside the CIA. And I've even had some time with, with Mossad agents. That You're a weird dude, man. There's <laughs> tactics that work, but I'll tell you this much. Here's what you do. You, it's called swarming. You start surrounding the subject from multiple angles and you pull on every threat. So here's what right. I want to see. You want to see this? Call Joe Biden's brother in. Mm -hmm. Call him in. 
start applying pressure on his brother, on all the other family members whose names were mentioned. Joe, they asked Joe, did you talk to your son about your business dealings? And Joe says, I didn't talk to my son or my brother. Mm -hmm. We didn't ask about your brother, but now that you mention it, let's go after your brother. (laughs) Let's put some heat on your brother. Because the worms will squirm if you start surrounding them. Apply real pressure. But for that, you need leadership. I just want to mention two names, two. And I just want to ask you, where are they? How long is the vacation and the hiatus? Where is, where is Lindsey Graham? Where's Mitch McConnell? Where are they? Where are these guys? Where's, the lead? Where, where's Ted? Where's the leaders of the party? They pick and choose their agenda items. Oh, they'll talk about the border every now and then when Abbott decides to wake up one morning and drop a buoy in the water and now he saved the country. I mean, a thousand feet of buoy. They're nowhere on the subject matters that actually matter to conservatives and we give them a pass. Yeah. They're nowhere. They should be, they should be standing with unified front. Remember the, the, the America Frontline doctors when they came out and said, ah, they're lying to you. Here's all of us. Where's the GOP standing there going, we're coming after Biden? Like you said a minute ago, you don't go into a fight half-heartedly. Like, I'm 50 years old. I'm at a point where if somebody comes and attacks me, I'm not in it to win it, it, so to save pride. I'm in it for survival at this point. Like, you want to fight me in a gas station parking lot, I got to kill you. (laughs) Like, I'm too old to fight you. I got to just kill you. (laughs) Yeah. So, so your mindset has got to be, I'm in this thing to behead the monster, right? And, right, and, right. and if another one grows back, we're going to cut that one off, too. I often talk about the Carthaginian peace, you know. They, they would, they'd go and conquer the, the people, and then they would plow up their fields and pour salt on it, so nothing would ever grow there again. The left plays by those rules. Absolutely. We, we're, yes. we're pussyfooting around, being nice. Like you said, we're neutered, and, and nobody wants to step up and be the... But again, where are they, to your question? They're complicit. I mean, at this stage in the game, you're, you're playing a political game, and it, it, it makes you complicit in the crimes. Yeah, I, I would add to that, too. Um, you know, you would think... That if at any time the Republicans would say, okay, we're, we're ready to play, like yeah. we're, we're all in, yeah. is at the same exact time that they're literally dragging Donald Trump through indictment after indictment after indictment. They're arresting him over bullshit. Sorry, Yaku. Every time that, like, you and the- I talk about the Lord, it goes in one ear and out the other. <laughs> Thank you, Chad. Sorry, You're Mom. welcome. Help Sorry. me. I time, look, man. it's I'm beyond repair at this point. No, but no, you're but, not. But it's because it's because it's like it pisses me off so much that at the same time that Kevin McCarthy's like, well, I don't want to. I mean, maybe we might. Here's the exactly. They're trying to Sarah. throw him in prison for the rest of his life. Here's the thing. Five years. <laughs> like, if, they, if there were ever a time. Your leader, your guy, now. the guy that you that you think you're going to run is being railroaded. Yeah. Okay. Roadkill no. over here. And you're standing going, well, the evidence is mounting up. Maybe. I mean, and what here's are we doing, the thing. Man? When I say complicit, I mean all these guys are guilty of the same thing. You turn a searchlight on those people and they're ah. guilty of the same stuff. I Which don't care if there's an R by their name. It's why they, 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 you turn the spotlight on them. You put a magnifying glass on them. I mean, how can you go and make $175,000 a year as a congressman, senator, whatever the salary is, and you come out with tens of millions of dollars in your bank account 
and you have right. not exposed a financial report. Those guys, when they're in office, they should have full, we should have full access, full disclosure to all financial reports of these senators, these congressmen and women, and, but they, they'll never do that. No, no, never. Um, all right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more, but we want to thank our sponsor, My Patriot Supply. So uh, you watch this program, you know our world right now is changing in a lot of uncomfortable ways. Uh, it's not natural disasters. It's like political, economic disasters. A lot of disasters. But the bottom line is you need to be prepared for anything to happen at a moment's notice. It's not like you get a warning when a disaster strikes. It's not a movie. You're not going to like get a spoiler alert, okay? The smartest thing you can do is invest in emergency food from preparewithnews.com. All right. As I speak, My Patriot Supply is offering their deep discount on their popular three-month emergency food kit. How does a 25% savings grab you? I would say that you need to jump on this because it's the biggest discount that they offer. It doesn't come along every day. So do not sleep on this. Act now. Grab your 25% discount on each three-month kit you need. Get one kit per person in your family. You will not regret it when the time comes that you need it. You can go to preparewithnews.com. Save 25% over there. Before the sale is over, do not miss out. Go to preparewithnews.com. The uh, former White House sous chef for the Obama family drowned while paddleboarding at Obama's Martha's Vineyard property yesterday. So this is really interesting. This is Tafari Campbell, which, by the way, um, our thoughts and prayers are going out to his family. This is a horrible tragedy. There are just it's that there are a lot of questions surrounding this and these questions definitely need answers. Um, so it was found in the pond. Um, which is adjacent to the Obama's estate. And actually, I believe that the 911 call that was made came from the Obama home, mm -hmm. but we still don't know who it was that called it in. This is an eight-foot pond, uh, I believe is what I read. And the autopsy report, the, you know, the toxicology analysis, which they're running, they say, well, this might shed light on it. But this is a grown man. He was not wearing a life preserver, according to witnesses, and was dressed in all black, he was or was not wearing a life preserver? He was not. I thought I saw a thing that said that he was. But well, that would be very weird. It would be weird. Um, and it says that he was dressed in all black. And um, it's also strange because there, were spe there was speculation on social media at first that he could not swim because he had previously posted a long time ago that he couldn't swim. Well, since then, he had posted a bunch of videos of him swimming. Mm-hmm which he apparently was very proficient at at this point. So strange how you would drown in an eight-foot pond when you know how to swim. Look, I think... Um, mm -hmm. Got to hold my tongue here. Go ahead. Let me tell you, buddy, there's only room for so many in a relationship. <laughs> uh, I'll just say that. But... Um, uh-huh. An eight-foot pond, even if you can't swim, you hold your breath, you go to the bottom, you kick up, and you keep yelling help, and you keep moving toward, you fight for life, number one. He can swim, we know that, number two. Um, and you look at the location where he was found. It wasn't Center Lake. It wasn't way out there. It was 100 yards from the house. It was maybe 25, 30 yards from the shoreline. It's... <laughs> It's a little interesting, Chad. Even if you can't swim, 25 yards, you can fight. But he can swim. We know he can. This is, look, I, again, this is one of those things. I mean, maybe he was vaccinated. 
And that did cross my mind. It could have been a medical condition. That he's on the board and he gets a heart attack. My little myocarditis from Dr. Fauci comes in. You know, so, and knocks him off the paddleboard. I mean, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to tongue and cheek it too much from this guy. I mean, this is a tragedy, and I, you hate to hear it, but you, but at the same time, this is the former president's home. I want to find out what happened here. I mean, you know, we still don't know what happened to Paul Pelosi exactly. Why, you know, David DePape was there in the living room hammering him, but. I want to find out what's the deal. I, I think this is relevant to the general public. They say they're going to do a doc- toxicology report on on his body. I would love to hear what's going on. Here. I think if if it was a re- look, a life is lost, and that is a, a, a travesty. Always, yes. always, every life lost is a travesty. But because there's a president involved. By default, because a call was made from his home, and right. it's his former chef. I'm not saying the president's involved, but I mean he, the family, right? right? Now the public is going to want answers. And so now maybe something that could have stayed private, um, the tux report could have stayed private. Now, now people need to know. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we do find out, though. I, that's, no. I don't think I we, don't think so. I don't think but we, to his we'll family, really prayers to his family, yes. and I'm assuming yeah. he has family. Um, yes, I know. I know he has a wife. He um, looks like a champ. He looks good-looking guy. He looks like an athlete. Yeah, he looks like an athlete. That's that's the which thing. tells I'm, me you fight. I mean, yeah. so so maybe Chad. And honestly, on a serious matter, we watch pro athletes drop on the field. Mm-hmm. And if you drop in water, then you're gonna. I mean, yeah. If you go unconscious in water, no matter how good you swim, you could be Olympic swimmer. You're gonna drown. And so yeah. that's a real possibility in 2023, with the post-needle. Nobody generation. wants you to believe that, though. So, well, actually, so. okay. Well, then let's go ahead and get to. I was gonna, I was gonna get to this later, but let's talk about it now. Now that you're talking but about the talks all of report these would show that, though. Right. Well, now that you're talking about all of these athletes uh, <clears throat> having yeah. cardiac events, dropping dead in uh, a lot of cases. This one, thankfully, uh, did not drop dead. But LeBron James' 18-year-old son, Bronny suffered cardiac arrest while practicing at USC, practicing basketball. Cardiac arrest. He is 18 in peak physical condition. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, he was rushed to the ICU and he is in stable condition now, Um, but he was unconscious, apparently according to a 911 dispatcher, um, uh, one of the outlets obtained audio and they did say that he was unconscious. I mean, very scary situation, but I'm just saying, when are we going to get serious about asking questions about why in the world all of these young athletes, fit, young, healthy people keep just dropping from cardiac events? Sarah, when, when, when our NFL player went down, within minutes, I text and said, it's time for answers. And people were like, it's too soon. You're insensitive. And I said, no, yeah. I've got great sensitivity for this man, but I want it to stop. Because my own brother, I don't know if you know, Chad, but Sarah knows. My own brother got myocarditis. The guy's got 7% body fat. He's a pro athlete. And all of a sudden, heart issues. He had checkups this morning again. This is directly correlated to what they have done through their medical protocol under Dr. Anthony Fauci. Mm -hmm. You want to go look at European soccer? Thousands of athletes just falling on the field and they've kept it silent. I know LeBron's one of his biggest dreams is to share the court with his son. And he said that. He won't retire until he can play either on team or against, but he wants to be on the court with his son. So this is scary for a father. But I will say this, you go back, LeBron and teammates like him 
championed the vax. They would shame people. So I hope this makes people like that stop and go, okay, wait a second. This could touch anybody. Yeah, and it's going to touch a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So I posted about this on my Twitter account uh, today, and of course people start sharing. Excuse me, it's X now. Is that what it is? Uh, Your X account. My X account? (laughs) Well, I put something on there about it, and again, my heart goes out to, you know, I don't like LeBron James as a person, but I I don't wish any ill on his family or his kid or anything. Of course not. uh, yeah, and then people want to start posting, well, this, you know, here's a news story of somebody, which, I mean, it has. There have been heart issues amongst male basketball players, and, and specifically black ma- basketball players, male basketball players. Historically, with their heart issues, it happens predominantly in the sport. Uh, and they start digging up stuff from 2016, 17, whatever. Though This was before the mRNA. And I'm like, you guys, but the thing is, you guys have to go digging for these stories right. to find them. You got to go digging for these stories. Now it's, this is becoming a, a daily occurrence. Mm-hmm. These, and, and it's going to take somebody like this. It, and unfortunately, it's tragic. It's going to take somebody like this, the stature of a LeBron James. It, it, and again, are they going to be so prideful that their eyes will still not be open to it? Because I don't think they'll ever admit that they were wrong. But it's going to take something like this and an increasing frequency before people go, whoa, 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 whoa. This, this tyranny was shoved down our throats. We took it. We bought into it. Um, and it's killing us. Mm. And in the years to come, I'm afraid we're going to see more and more tragedy. When Hamlin came out and he spoke and he said he feels like his doctors can't, his doctors are telling him he can't say what it was, right? right? You would think that would be it. You would think, okay, can we get a post-Jamie Foxx incident? Jamie, can you come tell us, you know, is there anything? Is there? We're just asking. Is there any correlation between this rapid paralysis and all of a sudden heart condition, right? Meanwhile, in Europe, Players are falling all over. In the U.S., 18-year-old high school ball players are falling. Someone like a LeBron James, if LeBron, and of course, we want nobody to be harmed. I want him to play with his son. I'm not a LeBron fan, but I'm a fan of being a father. I'm a fan of a father wanting to share the court with his son. When does that ever happen? You know, I mean, that would be epic to see just for the bonding. But LeBron's in a position right now where he could actually say, find out what it is for real because I want to know for my son. And then if it in any way, shape or form points to something that produces an onset of myocarditis, and to your point, myocarditis was there before COVID. This just creates a rapid onset. We know that now. And so then we would come out and say, hey, to the world, I took the, I didn't, but he would say, I took the vax, but there is a correlation. So let's go find now a remedy. Let's be proactive. And that's what they're missing. They could actually now be investing in science, real science, to say, is there a way to prevent this? Um, All right. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. And then we come back. I want to talk about um, how the left is just going nuts over the new history standards over in the state of Florida. First, I want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So uh, Relief Factor is there for those of you who you're just one of millions of Americans who just live in constant pain. And you're like, this is how life is now for me. I've reached the age where things hurt or, you know, I was in an accident where things hurt. You have arthritis, whatever the case may be. Please, please, please try Relief Factor. It works for me. It works for Glenn Beck. Um, It's worked for so many of us here at Blaze TV who, you know, for whatever reason, we have just nagging pain that we deal with constantly. Well, Relief Factor actually, it's all natural, which some of you men out there were like, all natural means it doesn't work. Well, you're wrong. 
It does. And uh, what it does is target the inflammation in your joints, which actually is the root cause of most people's pain. So do yourself a favor. Go to relieffactor.com. Try the three-week quick start. It's $19.95. That's all. But 70% of the people who order that go on to keep ordering it because it's working for them. Okay? $19.95, three-week quick start over at relieffactor.com. That is relieffactor.com. The standoff at the border is heating up between Texas Governor Greg Abbott and the federal government. Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no farm guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. I'm sure those of you watching this program will be shocked, shocked to hear that there is more unearthed footage from January 6th showing that things may have not been uh, as they told us they were. So there's this recently unearthed footage from uh, surveillance cameras in the Capitol showing that on January 6, 2021, a Capitol Police officer, Aquilo Gunnell, may not have been telling the truth about the wounds he says he sustained. Now, um, here is here is this unearthed footage, but I want to actually bring on journalist Julie Kelly to explain to us uh, what we're looking at here and what the what these claims were that that Julie, I'll just tell you, thank you for joining us here today. And um, I appreciate so much the work that you do. You have been so instrumental in getting the truth out to the American public about what really took place on January 6th. And it just it's invaluable, the work that you do. So thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you, Sarah. I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, this is an example as to why the Department of Justice, Capitol Police, Democratic lawmakers, and much of the media uh, wants to keep this thousands of hours of security footage under wraps away from not just the public, but also defendants and their attorneys. And here's why. Yet another example of a lie that was told about the events of January 6th, a lie that was told by Capitol Police Officer Gunnell right there uh, to peddle this this falsehood that Trump supporters went to the Capitol that day and almost killed police officers. And you can see him right there. He has told numerous stories about egregious injuries he suffered. And this is at about 4.50 that day. So after the confrontations between police and protesters happened, nothing else would have happened to Officer Gunnell after this. Um, but you could see him walking around, no sign of injury, no sign of pain. Uh, and so that is the clip that we posted last night. So, so he said, so I, I want to make sure that I have this right. So he said that he sustained injuries to his hands, his foot, 
his shoulder. Uh, he said he was bleeding from both hands. He had a maimed foot. He was hit on the head. He was sprayed with pepper and bear spray. He was beaten, punched, pushed, pulled, and assaulted by many other rioters as they tried to gain entrance. And this was from his victim impact statement. I want to also play, um, let me play the CNN interview he did. He sat down for some one-on-one -on -one interview, just, you know, detailing how horrible it was for him. And here's what he had to say to them. Watch. I got hurt. I got her. I will do it again if I have to. It's my job. It was very scary because I, I thought I was going to lose my life when I came in. She wanted to hug me. And I told her no. Because I was covered. I was covered in pepper spray. My hands were bleeding still. And I even, I couldn't even sleep because I went, took a shower and instead of helping, that re-inflamed the chemicals. It did soak through your clothes? Yes. Took a bath of milk. That didn't help. Now, Julie, it wasn't just, uh, you know, shortly afterwards that he pushed this narrative that uh, all of these horrible things happened to him. It was so traumatic. You see him there with the Kleenex dabbing his eyes. It's all a very, very big sob story. It wasn't just that. He actually resigned from the force in December of 2022, and he said that he had permanent medical conditions um, and trauma that he sustained that day. So this, this lie continued on, this narrative continued on from January 2021 up through December 2022. I want to play for you a little bit of, uh, of that clip. Watch. A U.S. Capitol police officer badly beaten during the Capitol insurrection is handing in his badge. Sergeant Aquilino Gunnell says his last day on the job will be this Saturday, writing in a letter to his police chief, quote, having to return to the scene of the crime almost every day has become taxing, unbearable, and not conducive to healing. And we're honored to have Sergeant Aquilino Canal joining us here in the studio in his first TV interview since announcing his resignation. Um, how does it feel to be leaving a job that you, you felt passionately about taking in the first place? Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, it, it's tough uh, making that decision uh, after, you know, 16 years. Uh, almost half of my life uh, I had dedicated to be a public servant both in the military and also as a police officer. Um, and I'm not leaving because of my own, on my own accord, but because they did that to me, uh, the mob and the people who continue to support the former president. Because your injuries were so bad that you couldn't do your job anymore? And, and also just your, the- The PTSD and PTSD, also the, yeah. the certain motion, range of motions on my shoulder. Uh, I'm, I'm able to do a lot of things with my, uh, with my arm, but I still have some limitation on it. It's fascinating, Julie, because um, in this surveillance footage that you uh, broke with the world, um, it doesn't seem like what seems to be happening is that there is a, a protester who is being resuscitated or attempting to be resuscitated around him, and he doesn't really seem to be paying much attention to that. So it strikes me as odd that he would talk about all of the trauma that he sustained. He seemed perfectly fine in that footage. He did seem perfectly fine and shame on him. 
because uh, what part of this is, Sarah, was the cover-up of the deaths of four Trump supporters, three that can be directly tied to uh, lethal and excessive force by police. And that is in that video, Roseanne Boylan, who is in this tunnel where Officer Ganell was and where police, by the way, were the ones who were beating American citizens, including women, who were using copious amounts of chemical gas. When Officer Ganell talks about all the pepper spray that was on him, that was from his own colleagues, Capitol Police and DC Metro Police, who were using this gas inside a very enclosed area, which contributed to Roseanne Boylan's death. So for him to sit there and act like he's the victim, when you had a 34-year-old woman who has not only died from excessive force, who is then, it looked like on video, beaten on the head by another DC police officer dragged through this tunnel like an animal, resuscitated on before she even got to this area. Then you can see other first responders desperately trying to resuscitate Roseanne Boyland, who by that point had probably been dead already for 20 to 30 minutes. And Officer Ganell is just wandering around like, you know, I wish I had somewhere better to go than to watch this scene. Um, but he also lied, Sarah, under oath about Roseanne Boyland. He said that he attempted to give her CPR at 426 that day. There is no video, either surveillance or body-worn camera footage to support that he did anything to try to help Roseanne Boylan. But now he goes on camera and talks about pepper spray and he talks about his thumb hurts and he talks about his shoulder hurts. And it appears from the footage that you that you played that we uh, posted that none of it is true. Mm. So how many hours, Julie, have you uh, have you gone through? Have you sifted through of all of this this footage? You know, Sarah, I have access to a lot of hours, um, but it, it's a very, as you can imagine, uh, it, it's a very laborious process yeah. because you have to look through certain cameras and times that you think you want to see something, and maybe you do. You have to go over and over. When I saw Officer Gunnell in this footage yesterday, I had to replay it over and over and take screenshots, make sure it was him, get verification with my sources that it was him. So you don't want to get anything wrong, um, but I do have access. We're going to have plenty more comments. Uh, but for people who think, and I thought this too, so I'm I can criticize myself. I've been calling for the release of this footage since May of 2021, which is the first time I wrote about it. But once I had access to the system, I could see how intense it is. There's hundreds of cameras uh, covering really through January 5th through the 6th into the 7th. Um, it, it's a very intense job. And it's not for people who aren't familiar with the events of January 6th or the timelines or the individuals involved uh, to really to really tackle because, as I said, there's no room for error. Anybody who gets something wrong could really jeopardize an innocent person uh, or, you know, take all of us who are trying to expose the truth as just charlatans. We don't we're talking about we're conspiracy theorists, uh, theorists, etc. Yeah. Well, um, like I said, Julie, keep up the great work. We appreciate you spreading the word and getting the truth out there. It is so vital that uh, many more Americans find out the truth on what happened that day. Uh, Julie, come back soon. I will, Sarah. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. You guys can find her work over at Substack. It is Declassified with Julie Kelly. Make sure to follow her work there. She really is doing uh, the work that not many journalists are doing these days. So we appreciate her and uh, we will be right back.
The Florida State Board of Education released a new set of standards for the African-American history course. Uh, and of course, the left is like freaking out about it. So the new curriculum is going to teach Florida students that slaves were taught skills that were later applied for they could apply for their personal benefit. Right. So uh, you talk about this trade. Is, right trade, carpentry, tailoring, blacksmithing, painting. Um, th I think it's just common sense that, yes, slavery was horrible, but two things can be true at once. Mm -hmm. Under slavery, you could have been taught these skills that were taken advantage of while you were a slave, but later in life you use for personal benefit. Well, uh, Ana Navarro, who uh, whose brain is about the size of a peanut, she is, of course, from The View, just could not believe, could not believe that Rondas, the evil dictator Ron DeSantis of Florida, would be whitewashing slavery watch. How dare you? Shame on you people in Florida. How dare you try to whitewash slavery? And to the commissioner of education in Florida, Manny Diaz, a Cuban-American, that is like saying that there's a redeeming quality to Cuban political prisoners under Castro. Yeah. When you don't have freedom, you don't have anything. And for this man, Ron DeSantis, who's apparently his only skill that he has acquired, is lying and creating culture wars that he thinks are going to make him president. They're not, buddy. That's why you're 30 points down. I would love to know if she had this same energy when Bernie Sanders praised Cuba's literacy program, which of course was used to indoctrinate all of them into communism. But uh, I don't think I recall her having that same energy, which by the way, it is true. Like if I were to sit here and say, oh, you want to talk about Cuba? They did teach people to read. That is true. Yes. The communism part, not great. I, I go even further. I know a lot of Cuban Americans, and every one of them love America. And you yeah. know what? They tend to have conservative values, yeah. and they tend to hate communism, and they tend to fight back against it, and they tend to be very well-versed. So, so being under communism actually did benefit them because they came out with a really good worldview. <laughs> and they appreciate freedom more than people who were born into it. Ana Navarro would hate you. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just, that's just the fact. See, because that's the thing. Adversity does teach you some things. That's actually a biblical principle. Mm that you don't learn things when you're having a good time. School and education, all those things, I mean, they're not a good time. Now, slavery is the ultimate not good time. It's, it wasn't a good time for anybody. It is a scar on America's history. It's, it's a scar on humanity, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, this, this whole thing of trying to say, oh, uh, you, you said it best when you said two things can be true at right, once. I right. mean, it, they, they actually did learn certain trades, certain skills. You want to know why the greater population of African-Americans, blacks in America, still tend to be in the deep south of America? Because that's where they were, that's where they were freed, that's where they were emancipated, and that's where they stayed. Mm -hmm. And they continued to work in agrarian society, in domestic society, and uh, they continue with that. So again, does that excuse slavery? No, but don't, don't call that the whitewashing of history. I mean, I, I listen, you're an African man. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to Africa extensively. I've spent a lot of time in Africa. I've had black American friends go with me on trips to Africa, and then looking around going, I don't know what to do here. Yeah. I don't. I, this are, these are not my people. Never I, experienced I, this. Don't understand. Don't understand it. There's I, levels, buddy, in life. Yeah. You learn. There's levels. Yeah. It's called peewee football. Then it's called varsity. <laughs> and there's levels to these things. And I always am so entertained 
And by the way, did Anna Navarro just say she preferred Trump? Is that what she I know. Said? I'm like, are you knocking she... him for being down in the polls? So you do want Trump. She, she okay? wants Trump. You, you may just get what you ask for. So, so <laughs> And then she's going to sing like another kind of a bird. It's always fascinating to me when, when Americans talk about slavery and, you know, but, but they're reading about things from a past when there's nations where it's fresh. It's fresh. As a senior in high school, when we went from apartheid to a free nation. I didn't have to read about it in a history book. I was the first graduating class. Right. Right, I was there. And, and the, the diabolical lies that they believe in this country, they don't know. So, so 13 million slaves, 10 to 13 million slaves left Africa. 366,000 came to North America. Now one is too many. Mm. The rest went to Brazil, to Cuba to Haiti, to the Dominican Republic. So mm -hmm. you, you may want to go look at your ancestry a little bit mm -hmm. there, right. okay? Mm -hmm. You may look at what, what did they do to slaves. And of course, the Bible chat says this to us. The Lord will not allow you to walk into any situation that he has not already given you a way out. Mm -hmm. And it's from glory to glory, which means no matter what situation you're in today, if you keep your eyes on the hills, you will in fact learn a skill. You, even sex traffic victims, we talk to them all the time and you can ask them, how did you stay alive? I learned skills mm -hmm. to manipulate my manipulator, to stay alive, to not let him smash my head against the wall. I learned how to negotiate. Today, they'll tell you those skills kept me alive. So to Sarah's point, to now tell that survivor, oh, by the way, those skills meant nothing. Don't tell people you learned skills because that somehow lessens your plight. Right. Are you out of your mind? Yeah. Okay. Only to someone who, again, has a brain the size of a peanut. Uh, would someone think that? All right, we got to take another quick break. We'll be back. If you guys only knew the kind of conversations that take place <laughs> off air. That's where the real news and why it matters happens. We should one film of a behind-the-scenes show. One of these days, we're going to do that oh and gosh. hopefully not get canceled for it. Um, mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate you guys joining me today. Um, make sure you watch the Chad Prather Show. Yes. Hosted yeah. by... Chad Prather, which yeah. is quite an original name there, the Chad Prather Show. It took Never us moments it. to come up with <laughs> Wow. Uh, make sure to catch the bottom line with Yako Buyans. Um, wherever, what is YouTube, you can Rumble, follow him on Instagram, it, it's yeah, on Rumble. Yeah. Um, and make sure that you, you know, check out AmericanBeautyBySarah.com for your makeup needs, which will soon, well, we've got some exciting news coming there on that front, but we'll soon be offering many more things for you to, uh, to grab over there at American Beauty by Sarah. And check out realwomensclub.com if you would. Well, I mean, if you do believe in the basic fact that women are women and men are men. Heck yeah. I think we just got kicked off YouTube. You're a real woman. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.